Hey, it's Andy from Talking to Teens. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. Reviews on Apple and Spotify help other parents find the show, and that helps us keep the lights on. Thanks for being a listener, and here's the show. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earle. We're here today with Tamara S. Raymond, talking about careers. How can you get your teen thinking about their future career and setting goals and planning to work towards whatever that career might be. Tamara has got the answers. She is the author of the book Careering, The Pocket Guide to Exploring Your Future Career. And she helps parents to get their teens set up in the right careers for them. She's got all kinds of great exercises that you can have your teenager do and some really great tips on how to help your teenager find internships and jobs and get good references. Really excited to talk about all of that and more. Tamara, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You have written this pocket guide to careering for teenagers and young people. I'm interested in this because high school, does, doesn't that seem a little bit early to kind of start thinking about careers? Like it's hard enough to get high schoolers thinking about just what they want to do for college. This seems like a big stretch. Uh, why do you think that the career conversation needs to start this early? That is a great question. Actually, I think high school is a perfect time because you're given the opportunity to explore different things, you know, from the different clubs and activities, extracurriculars. A lot of students are already doing a lot of that anyway for college, but this is a perfect time to take a look at, well, what are you really interested in? Because I've seen a number of students go to college and end up spending you know, an additional two years. And with those student loans, that's no fun. (laughs) Or, you know, leaving and going to another university, say from liberal arts to something around engineering or something that really has to do with their area of interest. It's really great to start when the pressure's off, (laughs) right? So they're getting the opportunity to play it's not make it or break it place at that point. And you can start out by saying, oh, okay, I thought I wanted to do this. It was great to get the experience. Might look good on the college resume, but that's not where I want to go. So (laughs) let's try something else. So that's why I think high school is a great time. And I've heard adults, uh, you know, ask the question, oh, I wish I had known, or if only someone had told me, or what do you think about? So the earlier you can start, I think the better. And, um, you know, after leaving high school, I went to, I went to college myself and I thought, oh, you know, I want to major in economics. And then I thought, "Mm, no, then I got exposed to psychology. And so it's like, oh, this is way more fun. I'm way more interested in this. Then the question becomes, okay, well, what do I do with that? (laughs) You know, how do I make money doing that? And the earlier you can start asking yourself the various questions and 
start reaching out to the networks, you know, the network you have in your life that you don't even realize is there. It's a great conversation starter for parents as well as for teens, you know, especially around, you know, those awkward holiday dinners. It's like, oh, so how's it going? Well, actually, mom or granddad or uncle, no, thank you for mentioning it. Uh, you know, I was thinking that I wanted to work in a radio station. And I remember that cousin Jane works there. Could you uh, have a conversation for me? Could you get me in? It's the perfect time uh, to start conversations, especially when, you know, there's this big question mark about, okay, where do you want to go for college even? Because depending on what you're interested in, yeah. you know, that might dictate what type of college you go to, whether it's a technical college, you know, a four-year institution, or maybe it could be trade school. <laughs> you know, the biggest challenge I've found is when, you know, you go to school for <laughs> four years and realize that, oh, well, I could have gone to trade school or you know I could have majored in this and now you have student loans for four years and then you're going to go do something else for another two or what have you so that's the reason I think the earlier you start the better and it actually doesn't matter where you are in your career search or exploration is what I like to call a career exploration which is really what I mean by careering you know taking steps taking the actions towards pursuing something a goal, like, a, you know, your career or whether it's even entrepreneurship. So yes, that's why, <laughs> you know, high school, the rest of us are having the opportunity to look back and say, oh, wow, wouldn't it have been nice if, yeah. you know, so if I can help young people start earlier, the better. <laughs> so then talk to me about your journey a little bit and what got you so interested in this topic and helping young people figuring out their careers. Absolutely. You know, as I mentioned a little earlier, so I thought, oh, psychology would be great. And then there are different fields within psychology. There is, you know, clinical IO psychology. So then even after you identify what your area of interest is, there is a whole lot involved in that, right? And I thought, I don't know if I have what it takes to be a clinical psychologist, you know, would that work for me? And I still had that love and that interest in economics and business. I actually ended up doing an internship in human resources and got to play in all areas of that field and thought, huh, well, that's interesting. That's a good place to go. And that's where the direction my career uh, took from being an HR executive, so being an HR generalist, actually. So exploring different areas within human resources, finding out, hmm, change management as well, um, recruiting, yeah. <laughs> employee relations, you name it. So uh, getting the chance to explore and to play, I found, oh, I like leadership development. You know, I like helping people grow and develop and achieve what their goals are. And here I am ending up in coaching, which you can see I took my own sort of journey of exploration to end up where I am. And it's definitely not a place I would be if I didn't explore. You have a section in here on independent study, mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. How does that work actually? And how do you set something like that up? 
Well, it varies, right? Depending on where you are, whether you are in high school or college, um, what that looks like. But usually it's having a conversation or engaging your teacher. So it starts with an educator. Whoever it is from your school to get some structure around that. So it could be that you want to learn an additional language or you took Spanish and you want to learn Italian or you'd say you were programming in one language and then it turns out you want to learn C++. Okay. Whatever the case may be. So you can have a conversation to get some structure around doing self-study. Yeah. And some places actually will give you credit for that. So you can definitely have an opportunity to get two benefits right there. Not only do you get to explore and learn, and many times you can do that with the aid of, say, your teacher. Or there are some programs people do, summer school will sometimes have opportunities for that. But then you also get a chance to say, okay, this is not yeah. what I thought it was. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> so you get to learn and you get to, you know, make those decisions. Uh, nope, this is not <laughs> how I thought this was going to go or uh, not what I it. thought it would look like, you know, so we'll not be doing yeah. that again. Or, or, you know, it could be, I absolutely love this. What do I need to do next? Yeah, I think those kinds of opportunities are so important. Getting a chance to just like experience as many different things as possible and seeing what they're like. And so finding those things that teenagers are sort of interested in and then just getting them more involved in it somehow. And it strikes me that independent study is a really cool way to do that. And you also then kind of are get them connected with a teacher in a cool way. So they're getting a mentor a little bit. If you can find a cool teacher to get them hooked up with, you know, that can really just be positive in itself. So, yeah. Absolutely. Exploration can have so many facets and it can look different depending on what method you decide to use to explore a particular subject, right? So it could be independent study. It could be an internship. It could also be that you pay attention, just be present. And as parents, that's one of the things you can do is ask questions. You know, when you uh, say, take them with you to a volunteer opportunity, you know, so there's a local sporting event and you're all volunteering and you notice that they spend more time in one particular area than another, mm. you know, so say supporting the medical team or, you know, supporting the organizer more so than anyone else, yeah. then you can definitely help them explore that by asking questions. I noticed that you spent a lot of time with Jane. How was that? Like, tell me more about that. So they can have the opportunity to share and also to yeah. dig a little deeper for themselves to see what they like, because you as the parent or the grandparent, the aunt or the uncle, you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> we may not remember, you know, the jobs might look a little different <laughs> and the experience such as using the computer versus using paper uh, and pen, at least in my day, might be a little different. But at the end of the day, the feelings and the experience can be the same. For a lot of us, there was a lot of anxiety about deciding what to do next. And we'll remember that. One of the things you write about in this book actually 
is sort of about planning for your career by being careful about what you do on social media. Yep. I thought that was really smart because, yeah, it's sort of easy to overlook, I guess. You don't really think about it as career planning. It's just your personal life. It's things you're posting with your friends and things like that. But it really can have an impact on your career. So I'm curious what you think. How would you approach this topic with a teenager and what would you try to talk about with them? in terms of their social media conduct, in terms of planning for their future career? Absolutely. One of the advantages to that conversation is that we see so much right now um, in the last couple of years and couple of months even in the news where people are feeling the impact of things that they shared or wrote about yeah. on their various social media platforms in the past, right? That is the perfect segue, I think, into having some of these conversations. Well, it's sort of bringing some of that up that you just saw in the news. Oh, you know, this politician, this actor got pulled from this job or this endorsement opportunity because of something that they mentioned 10 years ago. So that provides the opportunity to really pull the real world experience into this. So they can see it's not just you sort of wagging that finger and saying, oh, hey, you need to be careful. It's like, wow, this really happens. You hear about it, policemen, teachers, actors, you name it having their either job offers rescinded or, you know, being offered a particular opportunity, like an endorsement yeah. or the opportunity to host an event and having that taken away because of something they may have said 10 years ago or so, even if now their viewpoint has changed. So usually, you know, it's the same as everything else. It's really great to express yourself and to be unique. But if you're ever in a position where you're upset, sleep on it, <laughs> you know, don't go ahead and just go straight to the computer and rant in that moment. Otherwise, you know, that might be, yes. <laughs> okay, let's think about that and see how you feel about it tomorrow. <laughs> Because we've all done that. It's just now that there is social media, you know, right. in the moment. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm so frustrated. Okay, I'm going to take a step away. <laughs> and we do this a lot in life and in work. <laughs> there are certain things that you may want to say in the moment that you might want to pause, you know, and reflect on before you can have an effective conversation with someone. Well, it's the same thing with uh, young people. And it's just that they're having to deal with it so much earlier, yeah. you know, without having the benefit of years of experience or training on how to deal with this. So I think sharing a news story or a clip or something <laughs> or anything, you know, to definitely just do a quick search on a topic that you think your teen would be most interested in, whether it's actors or actresses, mm, CEOs of major corporations, that yeah. happens a lot, you know, plus the teacher. Plus if there's something that you think will speak mostly to them, then definitely search for and pick that example so that you can bring that up in conversation and it can really lend itself to yeah. dialogue versus a monologue. I love that approach. It's always just great to be able to tie things to things that are currently relevant and things that are happening right now. And so I like I think that's smart and you can do that with a lot of other topics as well. Absolutely. One thing that you talk about in this book 
that I think is pretty important. Anytime a teenager is going to be applying to things like a job or an internship or academic programs, they're going to need references and building up people that will give them these and then going about getting them in the right way is super important. So what do you need to be aware of as a parent to kind of coach your teenager to do that and to get really, really good references from adults? The first hurdle is to actually ask. Sure. (laughs) You know, it can be a little intimidating to go up to adults that you know and ask them to be a reference, whether it's in some cases, write, write a reference letter or in the case of job hunting, you know, speak to somebody on your behalf. Yeah. And not only is it a big ask, but then you might come across a no. Ooh. And that could definitely (laughs) have an impact on a person's self-esteem and their courage. But just to remind them that it's okay to ask and it's okay if someone says no. And actually it's a good thing if they do, because you don't want somebody who's really busy or who can't speak to something speaking on your behalf, say they don't get back to the employer and they have that mean something completely different. It's okay to step forward and to ask for those references and it's okay for people to say no and it's not personal. It could just be that they have their own reasons. They could just be busy or they they themselves might not feel comfortable. They might not feel comfortable because they've never been a reference for someone before. Mm. You don't know what the situation is. So, you know, just stay supportive and keep encouraging them. And it's the same with applying to things like internships and jobs. You know, there's sometimes you'll get a yes. And sometimes you'll get a no and it could just be a fit. It doesn't mean anything about you as a person. Right. right? And that's something um, that we all need reminders on sometimes. (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, just be willing to be there and to listen and, uh, you know, be that cheerleader that they need you to be in those moments when you get those no's or whatever the situation yeah. may be. Or you could get a yes, but the yes isn't what you expect, meaning somebody might be willing to be a reference, but their method of communication might be a little different from someone else's. So I had a professor who wrote me what he thought was a glowing reference once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> And I happen to know him. I know his personality. And from him, the things he said were great. Yeah. But he's somewhat reserved. (laughs) So for him, glowing might not have seemed particularly glowing, you know, because he was a little more reserved. So whereas, you know, another professor I didn't know as well, he just completely gushed (laughs) on her letter of recommendation. (laughs) And it was like, what? You know, uh, and it's just really funny to take a step back and, you know, from this person, this is a phenomenal yeah, review. Yeah. Not everybody reading that recommendation or that reference is going to know him and know that from him, that's a glowing review, you know? So 
Definitely once you ask more than one person mm -hmm. so they can have a different perspective. So having those two, <laughs> you know, probably balanced out versus if I just had what I considered and I'm sure, and I know he considered a glowing recommendation from that one yeah, professor, yeah, but right. again, you know, he's very stoic, very reserved. So somebody else just randomly reading that would have no idea yeah. that's, that was supposed to be a glowing review. Right, right? Right. So, and just kind of so choosing the right people to begin with, you probably you can sort of get a feeling for which people are going to be more of those reserve type of people and which ones are going to maybe write more glowing things. You talk about how there are differences in the opportunities based on the disciplines that teenagers are interested in. And some disciplines have more unpaid internships, arts and theater and fashion kind of, compared to like technology and the sciences, more often you'll get paid for working there. Yes, that is very true. And something to look into, you can actually apply for scholarships for internships. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's high school, but definitely when you get to college. Okay. So they give scholarships for you to then go and have an internship. So say, and I know someone who came across this, one of my students, she had an interest in chemistry and there was this lab that she really wanted to work with. Yeah. over the summer but they didn't have the funding mm. so what she did luckily because she didn't started applying early she was aware that there were other things such as you know scholarships for internships uh. and because she applied you know her teachers knew she was interested in doing something like that okay yeah so one of them actually recommended hey i know about this scholarship if you're interested you could apply and then that will open up your opportunity so she was able to apply got this scholarship and then when she approached the lab and they said hey we have no funding she's like it's okay no you don't have to pay me <laughs> <laughs> you know that's no problem yeah. you know so she got the experience and got paid as well so definitely be willing and open to think outside the box wow yeah, that's cool because it's a big difference to be getting paid versus not getting paid. And yes, it makes it a lot harder to sort of get started in the arts and these types of disciplines than in ones where you're going to get paid, I guess. Yeah, that you can, you have the potential to make a lot of money over the summer, whatever you want to pay for during the year. Yeah. Some students contribute to their toys or you know, whether it's games or what have you, or it could be contributing to their book fund, <laughs> you know, whatever your roles and responsibilities are during the school year. If you know that you need to make money so yeah. you can do what you need to do, uh, then it requires a little more research, looking for those opportunities that are paid yeah. and being sure to apply early, which is one of the benefits of starting the whole process early on. You get to see, you know, what companies within the particular industry. I so there see, might be yeah. various organizations or institutions in the arts that do pay. Sure. Okay. And chances are they're highly sought after. Yeah, so everyone then, wants those ones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. I know I was. Yeah, exactly. So, right, yeah. so then you get a chance to, you know, start applying early uh, and then Okay, so it still exists, but you just need to be a lot more on it 
if you want to get those. And maybe reach out, you know, it's, if it's not that time yet, but you're aware, we maybe reach out to people who've uh, done the program or people in the program, you yeah. know, the institution themselves, and they might be able to connect you to someone and you might get the inside scoop, right? Yeah. So there are some advantages to starting. Well, that's what is, I mean, and if, if you can connect with people there and um, have conversations and stuff, people who work there and stuff like that over the course of some time, then yeah, that's huge to be able to <laughs> like name drop people that you <laughs> know within Absolutely. that organization and everything, yeah. And it'll give you some insight into that particular organization or something mm. you might be able to add to your application, especially when you ask the question, oh, is there something you wish you had known or is there something particular you're looking for? You know, the looking for would be somebody who's involved in the process somehow, or if you're speaking to a student or someone who has had the internship, what do you wish you had known going in or what insight can you give somebody who's about to start? Mm. You know, it could be a particular track that you might be willing to explore or you're really, really interested in, but only a few can work with this one person or what have you. And by submitting a particular portfolio or expressing an interest early on, you can get that opportunity. So it's really great. Just start exploring and asking questions and trying things. It's okay. Wherever you are in the process, it's okay. Have fun with it. We're here today with Tamara S. Raymond talking about careers and how to get your teenager thinking about what theirs might be. And we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. Having done that little extra bit of research could be the thing that tips you over the edge compared to, say, the other candidate who didn't do any research or any homework around it. So finding out what, say, it's the arts, the company's latest production, how they felt that went. Yeah. Doing that will allow you to come up with questions that you can ask them about what's going on in their company or in their environment. And that makes all the difference. I can definitely attest to that. You know, similarly, at the end of the interview, people may not notice <laughs> when you send the thank you letter, but they'll notice when you didn't. <laughs> it's all about thinking outside the box. And that's one of the reasons I recommend keeping a journal. Yeah, kind of jotting things down as they happen. Because I know I forget. Yeah, <laughs> <A lot>. right. <laughs> you know, then you go sit down to do something, you know, even if you are in your internship, right? And you start doing all these things and taking on all these tasks. And then it comes time to update your resume and you go, uh, what did I do again? Or you can't really in that moment think of or remember all the things that you did. Yeah. Keeping a journal is definitely helpful for that. A lot of times saying what's so in the conversation mm. can alleviate that stress and help you be present yeah, right. to the interview. So, you know, in the background, you're not worrying. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, I'm going to lose connection. Yeah, what happens yeah, if I lose connection? Right. Oh my gosh, there's a storm. Just by saying that out loud, letting people know, or if for some reason that day, you're running late. I do have tips in careering on doing a test run and trying to find out where the interview is. If it's, 
you know, definitely a physical interview, but or an in-person interview. Yeah. But if something happens and you're running late, try to call. Let them know that there were unforeseen circumstances right. and you are running late and find out if it's still okay for you to come in or if they'd prefer to reschedule whatever the situation is, as opposed to simply arriving and you know an hour late. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get access to all the interviews I've conducted, as well as new episodes weeks before the general public. It's completely affordable, and your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.